Take time with Maeve Atchison. This week I have a very special guest with me. I have my darling sister, the other sister. You've already heard from Laura Atchison. Today we have Kate Atchison. So my sister Kate is a life coach. She's a workshop facilitator and a project manager. So there's loads of lovely things I wanted to chat to her about today. Um, but first of all, Kate, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Maeve. I'm very excited. We'll have to we'll have to get our bro- my brother on next, and then we'll have had the whole plan. <laughs> Um, but I suppose it, it was a natural progression after myself and Laura talked about um, therapy on our episode together. I really wanted to get Kate on to talk about her um, work as a life coach. I suppose therapy and life coaching can seem to go hand in hand in certain ways and then they're also very different. Um, so it's a, a just kind of another area that I wanted to chat about. So Kate, I suppose for you, what do you kind of see the biggest difference be- between kind of life coaching and therapy What's the difference, or I suppose, what is life coaching to someone who doesn't know? So to me, the difference, first of all, is that life coaching would look at where you're at now and where you want to go and what small changes you want to make to see positive effects in your life. Whereas therapy is more looking into the past, resolving trauma. Um, and I'm sure you might add a few more sentences on to that. But with life coaching, we deal with the client um, as they are now and what they'd like to achieve in the future. And as a life coach, I provide a safe space where I listen and I support them. And we delve into like what they already have and what they can utilize in their own life. Um, and then you know, explore what they want to change then. Yeah. And I, I've actually, so I did a couple of sessions, um, as the client with a life coach and that Kate connected me with. Um, and my experience is that like, you know, it's the difference for me. I found anyways, that it's very goal orientated, you know, obviously with my work as a therapist, a lot of the, like, obviously you have overarching goals and there people have reasons for coming, but you do quite go with the feeling and kind of see what happens um, but you know, what's lovely about life coaching is it's very tangible. Like you kind of have your short-term goal, goals and your long-term goals that you're working towards. Um, so that was probably the big kind of thing that I noticed or I felt. Um, and then something else that I, I kind of got from it, and you might tell me, Kate, if you agree, is that it's very much like looking at what kind of blocks are getting in your way of getting to those goals that you want to achieve. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. So more often than not, you might stumble across self-limiting beliefs that a client will have that they don't think they can do something. And I have a few simple exercises where I actually look at that self-limiting belief. We discuss how it is actually something that they might have had a belief that might have been with them for years. And we just explore it very gently to try and move it to another stage you have to remember that change is incremental. So it's not going to happen overnight, but I usually do anywhere between six to eight sessions with clients um, maybe a week or 10 days apart. And we look at small, like you said, goals that they want to achieve. Um, we're really action orientated. So if you want to see a change in your life, you need to put in the work if you want to see something um, move. But in order to move out of somewhere, you might be stuck 
and that's where it comes into like um, the self-limiting belief, but also then your values. Are you honoring your values where you're at in your life? And um, so we do it. We do like if someone doesn't really know their goals, because that's kind of something that often comes up. We'll just start with um, a simple tool. It's called the wheel of life where I ask my client to pick the top eight areas of their life. And we just take a look at like a bird's eye view at where they're at. And it's like a balance. Where are they spending their time and their energy in their top main areas of their life? And people rarely actually sit down and look at the top main areas of their life. And then it kind of becomes evident in session one or session two, what the person would really like to focus on. And, um, you know, they need to take on the responsibility, just small little changes. And you really see a development in a client that's willing to put in a bit of work um, during the sessions. Yeah, that's really interesting because I think um, often what we value or what we think we want to prioritize in our lives, if we were actually to stop and like look at it at a piece of paper and like way up, what we're giving our energy to versus like our order of priorities in terms of values. I, I can imagine like they often differ. So we think like this is a really big priority for me, but we're not giving our time or our focus to that. Yeah, that's it. And sometimes people will come in, Maeve, and they might want, they think that they're there because they're not happy in their career, but something else will, will rise while they're there. And it might be that they're actually giving too much of their time to their career and they have forgotten about what they love to do in their evenings and their weekends and they've completely forgotten themselves. Now, as a coach, I don't give advice. I really listen and I guide and I ask the questions that people would never normally ask themselves. But I'm really there to hold the space. They can talk without interruption. Um, I'll repeat back some of their words to them because sometimes people don't even realize what they've just said. Um, But also having come from like um, a number of years where my feet barely touch the ground in work, I can really relate to a lot of the clients that they've just forgotten themselves. So it's just about baby steps and looking at, you know, what are they doing at lunchtime? What are they doing in the evening? What are they doing for fun at the weekend? And in that wheel of life, you're not always going to be 10 out of 10 in all the eight areas, but it really gets you to focus saying, okay, I'm actually coming in at a four out of 10 with family because I don't have time to meet family at the moment. And then that's a small action that they can take. What's one small thing you can do to spend more um, quality family time. So it's just, it's just very small and, you know, sorry, it can be very small changes that someone needs to make. Yeah. And I would imagine, you know, obviously as a client, it is lovely to obviously see the change in yourself and see like when you get to that milestone of working towards goal but it must be lovely to be the coach as well and like be with them through those milestones and that kind of like yay when they get to a new kind of phase oh absolutely and like you're proud of someone the minute they come in anyway because I think people forget what they've overcome and achieved um to get to where they are today and that's where I love exploring with them. You know, there's, there's an exercise I do. It's like the timeline exercise where I get a client to go back through their life and look at the defining highs and lows. And we'll always pull out, you know, the skills and the strengths that they did, that they, um, they use to get them through the lows or the high, you know, during the highs, what do they learn? Um, but it, I just have one client in particular and the difference in the person that entered the screen on day one to when we were wrapping up at, at session eight was just brilliant. Now, 
I supported her all the way through and I knew that she had great ability from the minute she walked in, but it was about getting her to realize her ability. And we did some of the self-limiting belief tasks that that's a tool now that she will bring with her for the rest of her life because she's able to do it. So in my one-to-one with clients, which is one of my um, features of my business, I create a life book with my clients and they can add in notes, tools and techniques that they will bring with them then for the rest of their, of their life. Love that. Cause that's it. It's like when you do something like this, it's like, it's always a layer of like, well, I'm about to say layer of healings. I automatically think with the therapy head, but like it's a layer of development for your life and it's, we're always adding to that. So I think that's amazing. The, the book of life um, to have, because it's tangible to like, you can always look back then if you're having a tough time again, you can look back and see kind of what you've achieved and, and kind of how you've come on. Um, do you you've just mentioned something I'm there? I'm Just you, when you were asking me about the difference between coaching and therapy, we also must remember that I'm when I'm in my life coach space, I'm not a mentor or a consultant either. Um, so it's just really important that I won't tell you what to do. I won't um, give you my experience and how I overcame things. In the life coaching, I'm. it's like a partnership where we're working together and I will put in um, all the different powerful questions that you would never even dream of asking yourself and exploring your own heart and your mind about what you want to do and what is it that makes you happy. So just to put that in as well, that um, it's not mentoring and it's not a therapist. It just comes right in the middle. And just for people that really don't know much about life coaching, um, as a life coach, I offer a free 30 minute um, consultation where you can come on Zoom, you can you know, explore what it's about, my coaching style, and then discuss a goal that you potentially like to reach or you mightn't have one yet and you might ask me, how would we work together on it? So just to say that as well. Yeah, that's a great option to, for someone to have to be able to kind of dip their toe in and see if it's for them. So that's really good. Um, so I really want to talk to you about another leg of your business, which is your vision board workshops. So, um, I just it's like, so fascinating. I did a vision board workshop with you, um, a couple of months ago and I just loved it. Like I had never, I always wanted to do vision board. I had never done it. Something that kind of stopped me. And I wonder actually, was it that I was waiting to do my first one with you? But, um, yeah, so I just want to talk a little bit about that. And I suppose for anyone who's kind of brand new to it what is a vision board and you know what what's involved in your vision board workshops so I just love them I think I've always been interested in them I remember growing up um mum would sit us down at the kitchen table where we'd make collages from different magazines and like they were vision boards but when you're a child you're like flicking through the magazine and just picking out pictures and I really had to think back about it recently I was like was there anything on those collages from when I was like 12 that came to light and I definitely remember seeing a golden retriever on one of my collages and as you know our second dog was a um a golden retriever no way that's crazy yeah but with vision boards um so a lot of people think that it's just a collection of beautiful images but it's a lot more than that and I'm going to describe the workshop um and how that Um, function because it'll just give people a bird's eye view into it so you don't have to have any experience in it you don't have to prepare anything you can turn off your mic and your video you come into the workshop 
you don't even like a lot of people say, oh, I'm not creative, which is a self-limiting belief, but you don't have to have anything. You just need to come into the workshop um, and be ready for an experience that is personal and private to you. And I prompt you all the way through. And a lot of what I say is rhetorical. You don't have to answer it loud to me or any other participants um, about what you feel. But basically um, what our end goal is, we're trying to get an, um, an A4 or an A3 image printed out somewhere in your house where everything that you've ever imagined, big dreams, visions, goals, the bigger the better, are up there and you're seeing them every single day, that you're filtering them into your brain every single day. But to get to that collection of images and affirmations, because it can be made up of words as well, um, I take you on a journey of what do you want to do? What do you want to achieve? What small little things do you want to put into your daily life to make you happier? Because I think sometimes people think you have to have the pool and the big house and the big car, but it's the small things that I'm looking for as well. What's missing in your life that you want more of? What's in your life that you want less of? And I have all these different questions and prompts. And it is two hours, but it's an investment for people in themselves. It's the only time that they'll actually stop. They'll shut out the checklist and other voices and they'll actually listen to their heart, their head and their gut. And I really get people thinking far back about anything that they've ever dreamed about. I remember one of the um, participants I had, he must have been a gentleman in his late 50s. And, you know, he just said to me, he said, I always thought I wanted a boat at the south of France. I just always thought that was a dream. But when I got into the specifics of why did he want that, that's part of the vision board experience and the questions, he was like, actually, I don't want that. That's too much work. Who's going to mind the boat? And he felt liberated that he no longer had this dream that actually didn't serve him. And he said instead, he would just make sure that he was going to France maybe once a year and on going on someone else's boat. Um, but I just love it because it gets people actually to stop. You tune out all the noises and you listen to your own heart in your head and you're putting together a list, first of all, that then turns into powerful images. Yeah. And that's so interesting because I was the same. So when um, a part of the process, you know, um, I had listed, uh, you know, numerous things and they varied from, you know, things I wanted with my career, all like in, things to do with the podcast, all the way through to, you know, relationships and cars and everything in between. But I had, you know, listed off places that I wanted to travel to that I either had never been to or wanted to return to. And then as we went through the process, similar to that, that person that you mentioned there, I kind of just realized I was like, now obviously granted this was during kind of lockdown as well. And I was going, I don't really care if I ever get to Bali or if I ever go back to Copenhagen or whatever. And I was just like, that's actually not that important to me. And I, I ended up like removing those from, from the vision board and replacing it with something else. So it was just really interesting. I think like it helped me helped for me to like clarify what was important to me. Um, and a lot of it is like, even some of the images that I chose, they were kind of like, it's, it's hard to explain. It's like you have emotions or like a, a happy feeling, like attached to this like image or idea. And it's really interesting. It's like, um, you know, 
you know, two people having a cup of coffee and they just look really happy. And it's like, it was more like the emotion that's like attached to that necessarily than the coffee, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, but you're putting in the five senses, Maeve. And a lot of the exercises that I do in the workshop, it's about tapping into how you will feel when you're in that scenario, when you're having the coffee with the friend. Or, you know, if you really want to get a Jeep, why do you want to get a Jeep? You know, do you want to feel comfortable on long distance travel instead of the materialistic side of it? So I get people to really delve into like, if they want something, you know, to visualize a scenario and what can they feel and how do they feel? What can they smell, see, taste, um, touch, and just to really put in the emotion into it? Because it could be something so simple that people want. Like I had one participant and her wish list was mainly words in terms of like self-love self-growth so then we had to talk about what that looked like to put into her daily um her diary or to put in on a weekly basis and was that more like did she really want to try something like meditation or journaling or did she need to see a counselor you know once a week or did she need to go for a walk in nature what was what is self-love to her when does she feel self-love and put in those five senses and for her that could have been a cup of coffee with a friend you know but um it's just there's so much to it and like i remember traveling to a lovely cottage in roscommon to do a workshop at the start of 2019 and I remember leaving that cottage and I was like I can't wait to run my own vision boards and I really envisioned I even envisioned the table that people would come to and you know from my background that I love event management so I wanted to give everyone their own personalized setting and I wanted us to be a big experience and that'll happen someday but when COVID happened I had actually completed a vision board course online along with the life coaching and it just seemed like perfect time that you know, everyone has a laptop, everyone has Wi-Fi. And to get you off the family Zooms and to give you um, a free pass for the the quizzes, that you could come and you could do this just for you. Um, And a lot of people didn't know what it was, so I created a lot of FAQs on my Instagram. Um, But every single person that came, and I've been running them since June, the feedback is phenomenal. Like, I think feedback is so important, no matter where you are in the world, if you are self-employed or if you're a CEO of a company, you can never have enough feedback. And I always sent out just a really short Google form at the end of every workshop to get people, you know, what would they like more of or what do they enjoy the most? Um, and the feedback was just brilliant. And I've even been hearing people from people since Maeve about how their vision boards have come to life. So like for me personally, just to give you an example, the vision board that I did in that lovely cottage in Roscommon, um, I put the Today FM logo and I did that workshop before I studied the course. So I missed a key element of the specifics. But anyway, Today FM went up there because I was like, God, I'd love to do something with Today FM. I love them. And in September, um, they, in 2019, they had a call out that they were doing a Fit by Christmas um, program without even thinking I just emailed them. And out of all the applicants that applied, myself and two others were picked for a free eight-week personal trainer um, fitness program. And it was just unbelievable. And I, get, I got to go into the Today FM studio and meet Dermot and Dave, and it was just brilliant. But that was just one thing. And there's other things from my vision board that have happened. But to give you examples of other people, um, one, another one of our participants they had a house that they wanted to buy and it was on the market and they just went and they printed that picture and they put it up on the vision board. And then when it became sale agreed, 
like everyone that has bought a house, you just want everything to go smooth from there because that's just the start of it, really. So I got them to get the number of the house that they had just bought and to put that up and then to put a couple of words that they associate with how they would like the process to go so that every day they were seeing it's going to go smoothly, everything's going to be approved and we're going to hold the keys, you know, like all of that. And um, I was actually just chatting to someone today and they came, I think, to a workshop in July and they mentioned just two things and I was just so delighted. The first was... Um, you know, they want to just maybe tone up. And the person was just explaining that from the vision board, she knew that she wanted to just look after herself. She's like, without even thinking, she signed up to a personal trainer. And now she's nearly at the end of that seven week program with them. And she's had great results and she's feeling unbelievable. And she said that was down to knowing at the vision board workshop, this was something that she wanted to achieve. She saw it every day and then she did something about it. Like it kind of came her way. Um, and then another person that I heard about, um, they got a new job that they really wanted. To, they were going to be taking a leap of faith. They put an image that represented that and they just put really good positive thoughts to it. They saw it every day and they ended up getting that new job in a different country that they wanted. Um, really, really positive stories from people. Um, they're so powerful and they really just are personal. So in the workshop, you can turn off your mic and your video or you can participate as much as or as little as you want it's completely up to you yeah and I think the feedback has been amazing and I'm actually going to insert a little bit of feedback here um, from a friend of mine who took part in the workshop hey Maeve um, yeah so when I did the vision board course with your wonderful sister Kate I had an absolute ball First of all, Kate is just so warm and friendly and so easy to speak with and open and honest. So I really felt at ease during the during the session with her and all the other girls that were part of the vision board course. I didn't really know what to expect. I took part in it being very open minded and I had a lot of big goals um, on the vision board that I made. It was for summer 2020 and I was a little bit, um, let's say, unsettled in the job I was at and I was moving over to London and a little bit apprehensive but I had a job in mind that I was interviewing for the day after the vision board course. And I put it on the vision board and sure enough, I got the job <laughs> and it's definitely, I'd have to say the vision board course had an impact, a positive impact on me visualizing my goals, my dreams, my hopes. And I had a ball. I, I really, really would recommend everybody to do it. Um, and yeah, that's everything. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I love like what you say, it is, like it can be really personal, but it's also like a really fun thing to do with friends if like you're interested in it. And that's what I found great. Like even we just had a you know, nice bit of back and forth in our group and a bit of like banter. No one knew anything of what anyone else was putting on their vision board or anything like that. 
Um, but we were still able to have like kind of the chats and ask specific questions. And it was really interesting. Um, and I know like for you, as you said, like you, you're looking forward to doing them physically at some point as well. But I actually thought for anyone who might be a little bit shyer about it, the version is really nice because obviously if you're in, doing a workshop in the room, the facilitator will be coming around to you and everyone will kind of, you know, your, your pieces are kind of there. But I think it's kind of nice that, the, and I know people can privately check in with you to clarify about certain things because um, I know you gave me a really good example about how, you know, you have to be specific with your images on your vision board um, because like, I suppose you can almost... Yeah, it's really powerful. It's what you're drawing into your life and, it, and the idea that it's the law of attraction and you're looking at it every day and it's top of your mind and then you're drawing that into your life. So you need to be specific about it in the right way and make sure you're putting the right, the right things in there for the right reasons and then the right, the correct imagery to go with that. Um, and there's a bit of detail in it, Maeve. Um, and that's why like, I really welcome people in and I just guide them all the way through. And the feedback's been great that... It's really clearly laid out. People know exactly what they're doing. And um, I've run vision board workshops privately for corporate teams um, and they've done it individually, but I've also um, started to offer it to teams as the start of a journey where the team will come together and look at the team vision. And then that will actually go into a project and then we put it into timelines. So that's a team vision board workshop. But we also look at, like you said, groups of friends can come. I've done families of like a mom, her sisters, her daughters and nieces all together. So it's like an activity that people can do. But again, it is private. They, people don't have to show their vision board. But if they ever want to email it to me privately, I'll just take a look at their images. And um, I remember the lady that I went to the workshop in Roscommon, she gave us an example about how important the imagery is. And she had said about, um, you know, that an image was chosen about a gentleman. One of her clients um, had made a vision board and she wanted to welcome a new relationship into her life. And when they met, you know, they were kind of getting to know each other and the character, he, see, he seemed like a bit of a shady character. And the person actually went back to their vision board and realized that the picture that they picked of the man, half of his face was shaded out. So it's just about picking really clear images. And like there's so many stock image websites out there. But as your workshop facilitator, I can help you that if you had any questions over the images. Um, but I really make that clear in the workshop as well, that not, not any image is going to do, that it just needs to make sure it's the right one for you. Yeah, and I found that really helpful because you were able to to just say to me, oh, look, that photo, what do you, that, that image, what do you think, like, you know, there was heads slightly cut off of one and you just said to me, that mightn't be the best. And as you say, I so easily replaced it with one that was better suited. Um, yeah, that's what I would say to someone, like, it's a really fun experience, but also, like, I think, like, you know, the idea of doing a vision board is so, so, like, oh, fun and kind of, you know, you could do it yourself. But I actually, there's a lot of steps kind of involved and, I gave me a real insight into the why I'm doing things and the why I'm choosing things. So that's definitely to some, if anyone's thinking about doing it, that is something I would say to them. It was hundred percent worth doing for the simple fact of like being hundred percent clear on what you want, why you're doing it and you know, how, how to do it. Um, and yeah, I have my, my vision board set as like my screensaver on my laptop. So like I see it every day when I log in and like, it's just brilliant. Um, so yeah, I absolutely loved it and I just really excited to, to hear what everyone thinks about it. But do you have anything else you want to leave us with before I wrap us up? 
Um, I was going to offer Maeve that if anyone listening wanted to try out the vision board, that I have an upcoming date in September. And uh, for your listeners, they can get um, a discount code of Maeve20. Oh, lovely. Uh, in the comments. Who, who um, am I with this? Who, who am I with this discount code? <laughs> I love it. I love it. But just to offer people if they feel like that's something that they'd like to try. And just one other thing that I'm working on as well. Um, I'm, I'm using at coaching with Kate on Instagram because I'm still just developing what I would love my business name to be, but I'm working on a new workshop and it's called morning, noon and night, and it's going to be ready mid March, mid March, sorry, mid September. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm September is kind of one of those times that people restart routines and they look at their habits and um, because of the academic year it's kind of like a new phase in everybody's life so the workshop is called morning noon and night and as a coach I guide people through their morning um, lunch and evening routines and um, any bad habits that they have that they want to let go of and any new habits that they want to try out and commit to so that'll be coming um, but I'm adding to my workshop collection. So it's the vision boards at the moment and, and then it's going to be the morning, noon and night as well for anyone that's interested. Amazing. I love that one. Sounds really interesting. Um, I'm all about a good, a good habit, a morning routine and a good sleep hygiene. So um, I can't wait. Because oh, yeah. I think like I've done, I've made a lot of personal changes since January 2019. And one of those is um, I don't sleep with the phone beside the bed and I haven't for 18 months, but I had to wean myself off it. Um, so I'm actually just creating just some background articles to go with that workshop that if people find people want tips that they want to give up their phone scrolling at night um, I'll be offering those tips after the workshop because um, people might want to see what they want to change first and then maybe pick from a toolkit of suggestions. Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, listen, thank you so much, Kate. And I hope everyone um, enjoyed listening to this and check out Kate. Um, at coaching with Kate on Instagram, but I'll tag her and everything. Um, I know I might seem biased, but she's amazing and her workshops are deadly. So check check her out online. And thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, 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 uh,